Built Bar is our sponsor this half hour. Built Bar is healthier than your average protein bar. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for keto diets. Who are you, who are you selling this to? What do you mean? Uh, it's healthier than the average protein bar. That's what you're leading with? Well, I... How about all the flavors? They're really yummy. <laughs> they're really, 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 really good. Peanut butter, uh, cookies and cream, caramel brownie, uh, mint brownie, the the uh, the uh, coconut brownie. I mean, it's... Some of them have, like, pieces of real cookie dough inside and pieces of brownie yeah. inside of them. Except I mean, they're not... They're not bad for you. They're right. good for yeah, you. We should, oh, yeah. yeah. That's I right. mean, they're really, I mean, <laughs> you can eat them like a candy bar, um, and they taste like a candy bar. They don't have any aftertaste or anything like that. They're really good. Use the promo code BECK to get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code BECK for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. <laughs> America, it's Tuesday, and we would like to begin with the definition of fascism. We begin there in 60 seconds. <sighs> real Estate Agents I Trust is the place that you can go and find a great real estate agent. If you are looking to buy or sell a home, you need the best person you can get. If you're looking to sell a home, you need somebody that can help you to, to say, you know, if you if you just paint this and this or you move this here or get rid of, as they said to me, get rid of the big buffalo head, not the buffalo head, not over the fireplace. Nobody wants to see a house with a big head hanging over it, but it's a buffalo head. Anyway, you need somebody that can actually do the things that you uh, you need so you can sell your home quickly and for the most amount of money. You also need somebody who has a giant list, has done the uh, the advertising enough to have people coming to their website over and over and over and over again. To be able to see your home, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. They'll also help you get into the right home for the right amount of money. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Isn't it necessary that all of us review our own attitude yeah. and say, yes, it is possible for men and women of goodwill to differ? Yeah, see, the secret to that is people of goodwill. Like, I can get along with people if they have goodwill. If they are actually looking for, you know, facts, if they are willing to be swayed by new facts, I'm willing to be swayed by new facts. You show me, <laughs> you actually sit down with me and show me how $1,400 a month uh, is going to end all poverty. I'm sorry, $1,400 check one is going to end poverty. Then I'm willing to read your Washington Post story. But you have to logically work that out for me. Too many people are not willing to actually tell you the truth. They're not willing to tell themselves the truth. 
And it's really, really super easy when you have people out there with bad intent who take things. I'm talking directly to media matters and George Soros people that take things out of context and then send them everywhere to all of the media outlets. And then those media outlets, because they're not honest and they don't look at media matters and say anything, but they're on our side. They take those clips out of context. They take those clips and they make it into something that it isn't because you don't actually listen to the whole thing. It's not honest. Tucker Carlson and I were uh, torched by John Oliver over the weekend, and I don't really care, but I want you to know the difference. I need you to be able to say, here is the difference. Here's why we say that. We think that fascism is happening in America. We believe that if anyone who says my way or the highway is a fascist, when it comes to Dr. Seuss books, it is not fascistic for the family to say, we're not going to print this anymore. We want to change the we want to change the uh, the the drawings in this book. That's not fascistic. However, what happened after that is fascistic. eBay won't allow you to buy the book now. Well, wait a minute. What? Amazon immediately pulled all the books. Now libraries are pulling the books. Schools are pulling the books. That's fascistic. When the family says we're not doing it, that's one thing. But once you cross into a public library where I can get a copy of Mein Kampf, but I can't get a copy of Dr. Seuss, there's a problem. You know what is fascistic? Almost every story that is run on Dr. Seuss does not show any of the offending pictures. When you see the offending pictures, you're like, okay, yep, that's kind of an outdated stereotype. Mm-hmm. And nobody's defending that. But when you read a story and it won't show you anything, it won't actually let you decide that's fascistic. Everybody is jamming everything down everyone's throat. And if you don't agree, you should be canceled. Here's uh, here's uh, John Oliver. Talking about Tucker Carlson and I this Sunday. Now, that testimony was pretty newsworthy. But while some networks took the hearings live, Fox, unsurprisingly, barely covered it. In fact, across conservative media, you would hardly know the hearing had happened because they were too busy with this. Dr. Seuss getting canceled. The children's book publisher says it will stop releasing six of his books. The cancel culture going after Dr. Seuss tonight. Dr. Seuss books are now too insensitive and even racist for this mob. They are banning Dr. Seuss books. How much more do you need to see before all of America wakes up and goes, this is fascism. Oh, I don't know. Uh, a lot more? Because the books weren't 
banned, Dr. Seuss Enterprises decided to stop printing six of them, and a company deciding which of its own books it will or won't print is an example of free enterprise, not fascism. It would make as much sense to argue they're banning unicycles. How much more do you need to see before America wakes up and says this is transcendentalism? Well, the first thing isn't even true, and I've got no idea how you got from there to the second part. Ah, well, let me explain to you. Ah, ah, here's how I explain it. Ah, if someone was banning unicycles, ah, and, and, uh, and, and everybody went out and tried to buy them, and unicycles went from $5, ah, 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 to, uh, $1,500, you'd think, ah, 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 there might be a market for it. There's a market for these books. People were standing in line to get these books before you couldn't get them anymore. Uh, 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 It's not just a private business making the decision. First of all, he's right. The family made the decision. Then, then the publisher said, "Uh, uh, uh, we're not going to publish it anymore. Okay. Private business. Let's get into that here in a second. Private business. And a family. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. Now let's go to the libraries. Ah, that seems to be a, 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 a government institution. How about eBay? Ah, ah, ah. Private business. Private business. You know what's really interesting is how all of these private businesses are doing things that are against the Constitution, against freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, all of these things. Freedom to petition your own government. I have a right to petition my government and say, hey, what the hell is going on with coronavirus? Why are you behaving this way? Instead, uh, 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 they don't like it. And so all the private businesses are stifling us. Uh, Now, that's not uh, 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 exactly fascism. But let me uh, uh, explain how you got there. It's pretty easy. These huge corporations are now doing the bidding for the United States government. They are now, many of them are in bed with the government, doing business with the government. Um, I know you're not from around these parts, uh, John Oliver, but maybe you should read some some of our past presidents. Maybe you could read the farewell address uh, 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 from Eisenhower. He explained all of this. It's called a public-private partnership in many cases. And while we don't have Hitler, we uh, uh, didn't have Hitler when Trump was in charge. In fact, when Trump Trump was in charge, he talked a good game, but he didn't do the things that are being done right now. Stu Stu has a list of all of the things that that Cuomo has done. Cuomo is the fascist that they said Hitler was going to do. Everything they said, and I'm sorry, that Trump was. They said everything that Trump was going to do, Cuomo has done. But you guys don't care because you're not honest. 
by the way, uh, the thing that you said that none of us were covering, it was like it never happened. Uh, I covered it several times that day, but you didn't care to look. You just made a blanket statement that I didn't cover it. I did cover it. But it would require work from you. Oh, no. This is a warning sign. You don't just wake up in a fascistic government. You just don't wake up one day and go, whoa, we were free yesterday. It's baby steps. And I have no problem with the family saying we're not going to do it. They own the rights so they can do that. Why can't I sell my book on eBay? Why can't I do that? It's a collectible. Again, on eBay, I could sell Mein Kampf. But not Dr. Seuss. That's weird. And how they all get together and they all walk in lockstep. And if you disagree with him, you're mocked, you're ridiculed, you're isolated. Hmm. You guys should build a gulag. Don't you think? Let me... I I don't... I don't mean to be insulting. Yes, I do. But let me dumb it down for John Oliver. Down in the bowels of the HBO lot, where the truth goes to die a slow death and then rot, where the woke may talk freely and others may not, there sat in a green room upon his wee cot, a pundit who dreaded all social injustice, whose hair was cropped close like Caesar Augustus. Why bother reporting things as they were said when you can simply clip them and play them instead? Why bother with fairness? Why trouble your head? You'll sleep just the same late at night in your bed. And so to that Oliver fellow from Britain, who with clips missing all of their context is smitten, who likes to dissect what I've said and what I've written, who must chew on the great big old bite that he has bitten, I say with no malice for nuns to be trucked. Though my words you've cut short and my good name you've mucked, and the system of good journalism you've bucked, my advice to you is go out And get yourself a Blaze subscription so you can have access to everything that I might have said. And maybe you won't get it wrong next time. Yes, you will, because you're not actually looking for truth. Hey, it's Andrew Cuomo. And you know what really grinds my gears? The ladies. Hey, bada bing. (laughs) No, all fooling aside. It's the cyber criminals and their wacky antics. I come along, I steal your tax dollars, I give you a few back to make you think you got a leg up, and then BAM! Some cyber criminal comes along and forges a tax doc- document in your name and steals your return. Is there no shame anymore? I mean, what's next? And the cover-ups. These guys are the masters of cover-ups, 
and they live in their mom's basement always talking about, ah, my mom, my dad, ah. And none of them, even if they get caught, hey, they let free to do it again. I got to get some of these wise guys working for me. You know what I'm saying? It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. LifeLock works with you to assure your peace of mind and protect what's yours. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is there seeing the things that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Save 25%. 10 seconds. Station ID. So here's here's the uh, subtle fascism, if you will. You know the book Up From Slavery? Have you ever read it? Booker T. Washington? Yeah. Okay. Up From Slavery is the true story of his life. The true story of his life. I have a copy. I have several copies that are from the first printing. And then I have several copies from about... 15 years ago when they started putting in right underneath the copyright we're not sure if this is a true work or if parts of it are fiction no one knows for sure if he really was a slave (laughs) wait 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 everyone was sure he was sure Everyone was sure of that. Now, no. I shouldn't say now. Then they questioned it. You know, 2008, 2010. Here's the cover page. Copyright 2015 up from slavery. No part of this may be reproduced or transmitted in any form without written permission of the publisher. Blah, blah, blah. If you're reading this book or you've not purchased it on your own, uh, the book has been pirated. Please delete and support the author by purchasing an ebook. Blah, blah, blah. This book is a work of fiction. And any resemblance to any person, living or dead, any place, events or occurrences are purely coincidental. The characters and storylines are created from the author's imagination or are used fictitiously, end quote. That's Up From Slavery by Booker T. Washington. When did we all decide that this was a work of fiction? When did we decide that Booker T. Washington, who actually wrote Up From Slavery, a story about his life, when did we write, when did we figure out somehow or another that he didn't exist? He was just making this up. He was a figment of his imagination. We are reimagining our history. The uh, Modern Library uh-huh. uh, did a list of the top 100 best nonfiction books in 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number three book on that list was Up From Slavery no, by it's Booker a book T. Of Washington. Fi- no, it's a book of fiction. No, it's 100 best nonfiction. It was number three <sighs> You're of living all time. in the racist past. I suppose. I don't. Tell I, me. 
tell me that this is not fascism. Tell me that this is not a coordinated effort to change our history and change what we know and to do it by force. Oh, no, that's just a private company doing that. Oh, okay. Okay. So just a private company is just erasing a man. I got this email in. Like to share what going on in Illinois schools. Diversity is all the rage, which, of course, I am fine with. However, I'm getting very concerned. My, this is from a teacher. My assistant principal came in to me this past Thursday asking about books that support LGBTQ groups. I do have some books in our library about homosexuals, but the focus is their contribution to the world, not their sexual orientation. But that's not good enough. She said she's going to give me a list of some other books she wants in the library. I'm frightened that she will request the gender fluidity books and transgender books that I don't think I can legally refuse to put in our library. It breaks my heart to see the lies that we are feeding our children. Furthermore, we are celebrating Read Across America uh, with Dr. Seuss. And one of our fifth grade teachers felt it was important that she share with the teachers an article on how Dr. Seuss is racist. We are reading The Sneetches. We're reading it school-wide, thinking this is a wonderful example of equality and accepting people's differences. But this article claims that because the story ends with the five or with the uh, star-bellied sneetches and the plain-bellied sneetches simply shaking hands, accepting their differences and living in peace, it is racist. It is. You just said the you gave the key word. You said, "quote I was thinking that this was a wonderful example of equality." Yes, it is. That's not equity. It is racist now if you're for equality. You must be for equity. According to the article, the story does nothing to encourage change within the power structures, and therefore it is racist. The only way to defeat darkness is by shining light on the truth. I was grateful to attend uh, Mercury One's teacher conference. I'd like you to consider me again for the next summer. Please, I apologize for the long email, but things are changing so quickly now in our Illinois schools. Do you have any advice on how I can handle these kinds of requests for me to put in the the library and take out of the library? Do I have any legal rights for the library? We're going to answer that next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you're one of those people who live with pain, let me ask you a question. What would you give to be out of it? Most of our pain comes from the inflammation in the joints and throughout the body. And I don't have to tell you that the human body can put up with a lot of inflammation. And then it just then it just breaks. I suffered from intense, frequent pain for years before discovering Relief Factor. Actually, before my wife discovered it and told me to take it. And it worked. I was shocked. It worked. If you're one of those people that are like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's a clown on the radio. Listen, I got my life back. And deep down in my bones, I got my life back. Stand up. Stand up to the pain you're in and take your life back. Relief Factor, not a drug, but developed by doctors. And 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works for them. 
Try the three-week quick start now for $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. And head to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Get it done. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Tuesday. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed joins us today. Yeah, I I see that uh, you're perpetuating the myth uh, that Booker T. Washington existed. (laughs) (laughs) Is this not crazy? What's next? Are you going to say that Helen Keller really existed? Uh, I hope not. Please tell me that's not something. No, that is something. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Helen Keller didn't exist. Hang on. Hang on. If you just joined us. Mm the uh on the copyright page of the new printing of up from slavery by booker t washington which is his story written by him <laughs> a few years ago it said uh, yeah, uh, uh, scholars aren't quite sure if this is a work of fiction or not we're not sure he actually lived in uh, in slavery now oh, it says it is a book of fiction and all wow. characters have no likeness, no meaning to anyone who actually lived. It's Unreal. crazy. Unreal. But you're also protecting uh, the Helen Keller myth, I see. <laughs> she, please, you got a deaf, blind person who can't speak that wrote 12 books? <laughs> okay. <laughs> whatever and flew an airplane by the way for a time uh i'm sorry and she was a motivational speaker okay what else did she fly too could she fly i think she probably could uh, you said she had an airplane of course she could fly. well uh, yeah. she flew without oh, the airplane without as well. the airplane. Okay, yeah okay. she did fly an airplane but i think she could fly without so one. are they saying that she didn't exist or that she couldn't do any of these no things? there's a gen z thing going on now on tiktok that she just didn't exist and people are really animated about it really pissed off about it because i i think because Look, I can't accomplish anything but participation trophies. And this woman who had all these disabilities did all these great things? No, I'm sorry. I can't accept that. I think that's how it kind of started because I think people are, I think they're put to shame by what she did. And I'm not even a fan of Helen Keller. I'm not she a was fan a, She either. was a communist, but yeah. well, she, said, she did amazing things. Right. She was like, uh, you know, <laughs> nobody can do it by themselves. Uh, and mm-hmm. everything we learned about Helen Keller was that she was this this real, you know, individualist that would just would not be stopped. And in some ways, that's true. But as she accomplished everything, she said, basically, no one else could accomplish this. Yeah. I mean, it's the same yeah. thing that's going on Weird. now. You know, people who are up at the top of the food chain are saying, yeah, but you'll never be able to do that. You'll need me sort of slamming the door behind him. Exactly right. Exactly right. But she did exist. I <laughs> yes, she. Did I have exist. a friend who owns a lot of her writings in her own hand. Right. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> can you believe this? Right, right, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Oh, I am calling him. I am calling him. Oh yeah, go ahead. He owns her writings. That would be really hard. How did she write stuff which she couldn't even see her writing? We have. We have a set. We have a set of Bibles. 
that uh, the blind mm. used to use in the 1800s. Ah, blind before, Bibles. Oh, yes, yeah. they were mm-hmm. before Braille. Uh, before Braille, Pat. They were oh, able to read it before Braille. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow, what an incredible. Maybe blindness and the definition have changed. Sarah, call Caesar, have him call M1, get one of those Bibles over here. Oh, Caesar, that's Caesar. a real person. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like Caesar existed too, I bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you okay. okay, you are the worst. We are, we're actually in that time period now. We are. We are. We're in that time period. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's mm. crazy. Uh, by the way, tonight on uh, television, or no, sorry, tomorrow night on television, the Wednesday night special is all about this kind of crazy stuff. And how these things didn't happen. They didn't exist. And uh, and uh, our uh, founders, I mean, we're going to get to a point where our founders didn't even exist. Do you know that the new curriculum, I think it's for Minnesota, for the United States of America, it starts 1619. And then it skips over the pilgrims. And then it skips over the founding of America. It skips over uh, the Civil War. It uh, skips over uh, the, all of the inventions here in America, and then it skips over World <laughs> War One, World War Two, and it picks up with the atomic bomb. We go, so we go from, from 1619, 1619 to, to the atomic, atomic bomb. bomb. Hmm. Yeah, there's no mention of wow. Holocaust. Nothing. None of that stuff is in there. Wow. Yeah, it's well, it's not relevant. It's old, dusty stuff. It's not relevant. It was just a time of racism. And then so the so the British came on shore in 1619. They had slaves. Mm -hmm. They built the atomic bomb and blew up the Japanese. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's kind of hard to process. For no apparent reason. For no apparent reason. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So just us like vengefully bombing Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Yeah. There's no there's no no reason that started that process. Well, we're racist. We were racist Mm. in 1619. Racism continued until we finally got a bomb, and then we really Took our racism out on people. And there's no racism in the Pacific Theater whatsoever. No, there no. of course not. W- w- there wasn't no. even a Pacific Theater. We just bombed them out of nowhere. Yeah. Right. I Why mean, would they have a theater when they're too busy fighting war? Uh, hey, let's put our <laughs> guns down. Let's go to the theater. It doesn't even make sense. It really dude. doesn't. It doesn't. Um, by the way, tomorrow night at uh, 9 o'clock, only on Blaze TV, we're going to be giving you some history, and we're going to show you how to fight it. Because... You need to fight it. And school teachers, if you are not on the front line, you're going to be part of the problem. Uh, because if you're if you're just like, I'm just I don't want to say anything. I understand that. I really do. But think of the children. Think of the damage that is going to be done on the children if you don't speak up right now. By the way, did you see Rush Limbaugh's death certificate? No. Yep. On his death certificate, uh, the uh, coroner uh, wrote for occupation. What do you think they wrote for occupation? Uh, Radio host? Mm. Best broadcaster ever? Mm. Uh, I'm guessing those are not correct. I don't know. I'm not a guess. It's completely out. Greatest radio host of all time. Okay, then. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. I like that. That's great. Hard to disagree with that one. Well, they'll find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. 
I think they'll find a way to do it. I thought they were going to put that on his tombstone too. Are, are they? Do, do you know about that? Do you know? Have you heard if the, they're going to? I don't. I mean, who else? I mean, you, you, there's other people that would be in that conversation, obviously. But it's it's he changed the entire thing. I he, mean, he changed I mean, one of the bands. I mean, he saved an entire band of broadcast. You would have to go again. <clears throat> I I talked about this with the the you know the Mount Rushmore of radio. Yeah, uh, you'd go Orson Welles, who was a host, a radio host. You'd go maybe uh, uh, Bob Hope or Milton Berle. Yeah, if Paul you want to go Harvey? old-timey radio, yeah. yeah. yeah but I mean, in the current... Paul Harvey definitely belongs there. Yeah, but in the in the modern <clears throat> era, it's only Paul Harvey and Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Pat, let me, yeah. give you, let me give you one other host you might want to compare, maybe put on that, uh, okay. on that no, Mount don't. Rushmore. Here, let's listen. If, oh, sausages, desserts, <laughs> really yummy, <laughs> oh. cut with a spoon-style forks. You'll... Now, have you ever heard of a spoon-style <laughs> fork, Pat? <laughs> a spork? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, a spork yeah, would be a thing. Yeah. No one would ever call a sp- <laughs> spoon-style fork. fork. But, uh, you know, look, I want to make sure we get all the Radio Hall of Fame people. Thank you, that. Pat. Thank you for saying I'm always here to help. You know I that. was just trying to, to define a spork. That's all I was doing. You can call them sporks, but we have right. a lot of immigrants in this country. And they're like, what is this? It's a spoon style fork. That's it. I'm just trying to welcome all of those newcomers on our border. It's your claim that you cut Uh, Omaha steaks with a spork? You can. (laughs) I'd like to see that, actually. You can. I like that. I mean, it is tender. They are incredibly tender. tender That's exactly right. A spoon-styled spork (laughs) is a spork. I can't even say it. It's a spork. So, <laughs> thank you, Pat, for yeah. dropping by. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pat Ray Unleashed, available <laughs> wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe. I want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar. Uh, you know, Stu was yelling at me a little while ago because I was like, you know, they're so good. Yeah. Let me tell you about all the health statistics of the Built Bar. I was like, are you trying to sell Built Bars or turn people off? They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Right. And they're, but the, the thing is, they're, they taste great and everyone loves them. That's so, why people okay, buy so, them. All right. But you have to be able to say, I mean, I could, you know, advertise candy bars and that's not who their target is. No. Well, you lead with a good taste. And then you kind of, I, I don't mean to, you know, to explain this to a. Radio Hall of Fame member. I mean, can you cut a Built Bar with a spoon-style fork? That's what I want to know. It's possible. <laughs> Built Bar is really delicious. Uh, I never ate it because my wife led with, it's really, you know, it's really healthy. It's good for you. It's a protein bar. That's the one that got me. Have you eaten protein bars? Yes, I have, and they're good. No, they're not. So I don't trust you at all. Then I ate one. They're delicious, really good. They're like candy bars, but they're healthy. It's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BET. Get 20% off your next order. It's BuiltBar.com. Cut with a spoon-style fork. <laughs> promo code Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So I just got this from the vault, and I want you to look at it. Uh, this is uh, one of the big fake books. <laughs> one of the big fake books that don't exist. Uh, it is. Uh, it is actually a. 
uh, Bible. Uh, this Jeez. is just one, not even a whole book of the Bible. There's like five or six of them that are just for Genesis. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This is pre-Braille. Now, tell wow. me. Now, That's can you read amazing. it? Years and six months and in Jerusalem. Yeah. You okay, you can read for it. for 30 and so three years. Yeah. What they did is they actually pushed the letters oh through gosh. the paper. So you could put your hand and you could trace. Try to do it. Close your eyes and try to do it. I mean, there's. Oh my God, never. You would say never, right? But somehow or another, people like Helen Keller did it. Oh my gosh, this is this is incredible. <laughs> I can't even imagine how long this must have taken to do to learn to learn. But I mean, even to make the book. I mean, so it's it's an amazing piece. So when, you know, Helen Keller didn't exist or Helen Keller, she couldn't have done all those things. I just invite anyone to put your hand on this this book and try to read it yourself. You know what all the letters are. It's not like you're reading, you know, uh, bumps of dots of of Braille. You know what the letters are. You can read it with your eyes. Yeah, you can read it with your eyes. And there's absolutely no chance I would have to read it with my finger. No way. I mean, it's just like crazy. Even when I know what the word is and I try to like yeah, understand no. it, I still can't pick it up. No. That's incredible. Yeah. Jeez. So don't tell me that she didn't exist. By the way, um, the real problem at the border, the media and the Democrats are starting to say that there is a problem. In fact, one of them is uh, Henry Cuellar. He is the uh, congressman. Democratic congressman from Texas, uh, he says, I don't care if it's a challenge or a crisis. We can play into words, but let's look at the numbers. Since August of last year, the numbers have been increasing, especially in October, November and December. We were hitting 70,000 in January. We had 78. And this is again, this is with the Trump administration now moving into the Biden administration. He said, I don't care what we call it, but I can tell you the this, those numbers of people being released, they are withholding that information. They've been told not to withhold the information. I, I uh, now know that they are bringing people from McAllen over to Laredo, processing them in Laredo, and they're releasing them in my community. And it's gotten worse. Another Democrat said, I don't think, quite frankly, the Biden administration is aware of what's happening on the ground. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They know. Here is uh, Pasaki, who sucks, <laughs> as she gave the press conference uh, yesterday about the kids in cages. Listen to this. Order said that they discussed capacity needs for unaccompanied children. Will they be making recommendations of the president? Is there a, a need for more capacity? Well, well, we know just purely by the numbers, Steve, that there is going to be a need, right? Because we have um, a large number of kids, uh, unaccompanied children, who are coming across the border. We've made a policy decision as an administration that uh, the humane and moral approach is to keep these kids safe and get them into facilities that are safe. Oh, so keeping uh-huh. them, keeping them in some sort of a cell or a cage or a box i don't care what you call it you're keeping them against the will against their will that's uh that's humane now are you saying the lions at the zoo are not safe (laughs) they're very safe (laughs) they're just inside a cage (laughs) uh that is a it's an interesting uh remix of of history because now they've made a this is about safety 
when Trump was doing it, it was all about hatred. And it was right. just because they applied this this idea that Donald Trump was doing this for racist reasons. Uh, they made that decision on their own and they applied it to him. Is it is it for safety? Is it for uh, humanitarian reasons? You're separating children from their parents. You well, are having they, this. The, they're talking, though, in that clip about unaccompanied. Minors, I know. Right. I know. Because you've made this a big open party and you've said if your kids get over here, then you can they can bring the family here. So families are giving their kids to drug lords, giving them the, the two mules. They're what? They're putting them on donkeys, <laughs> giving their kids to to mules and the mules god only knows what happens and coyotes right all these animals different various yes. animals they're giving them to and uh, yeah and, i mean because because the, the idea here is they're like oh well the trump administration took the parent and child and separated them in the united states where the the wonderful biden administration is making incentives so that they separate before they cross the border and, the, and that should solve the issue and the drug dealers are doing the separating they're only having to pay $6,000 to the drug lords to have their kids snuck across the border. That's the humane thing to do. What the hell is wrong with America? What is wrong with people? I think it's because people don't know what's really going on. Have a very calm and happy conversation with somebody like that this today. Is the Glenn Beck program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. The guy who can't remember who runs the Pentagon, can't remember his name, has solved poverty. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Major milestones are always a cause for celebration, and right now, Blinds.com is giving you a great reason to celebrate your home with up to 40% off everything. It's a toast to their 25th anniversary. Blinds.com makes it really a piece of cake and to order online, free shipping, guaranteed perfect fit for your windows, whether you do it yourself or have them handle the installation from start to finish. You can't go wrong. Blinds.com. It was an internet company founded in a garage back in 1996. They were, they were interior designers. And this family, husband and wife, they were like, you know, this internet thing is going to catch on. And their their uh, I think it was their son said, yeah, mom and dad, you got to do it online. Well, nobody was doing anything online back in 1995. And can you imagine trying to order blinds on 1990 in 1995 on the Internet? It would have taken you forever just to download the picture of them. That's why they are the world's leader now. If you're looking for blind shades, interior shutters, drapes, whatever you're looking for, they make it super, super easy because they've had to. That is why they're the number one retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Don't wait to turn your house into a dream home with the perfect custom finishing touches. Blinds.com right now. Shop their anniversary deals. Make your house feel even more put together with up to 40% off everything. Blind shades, interior shutters, and even outdoor shades. Rules and restrictions may apply. Cheers. Blinds.com to another 25 years. Blinds.com. So, Stu, who knew that it was going to be so easy to solve poverty? 
I mean, I, I had no idea. All we had to do was write a $1,400 check to some people. <laughs> to some people, yes. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. All you need is a $1.9 trillion, almost all of it not going to the subject that's at hand. How dare you say that? And How dare you say that? What did you just say? I said almost all of it going to not going to the <laughs> Listen to this exaggeration. Listen to this exaggeration. I happen to have the PolitiFact article right here oh good and you know that politifact is a staunch conservative article oh hugely conservative yeah i'm a little worried they're going to be biased here against conservatives you think you think i mean for conservatives right (laughs) uh president biden's 1.9 trillion dollar american rescue plan will soon become law uh total spending directly on covid 19's health impact ranges from one set of numbers to another set of numbers well that's almost always the case with every fact well Mm -hmm. i'm just saying Mm -hmm. it's a nine percent of (laughs) biden's american rescue plan does not directly go to covid 19 nine percent so 91 percent goes to covid 19 um i don't think that's accurate i'm gonna go with no well i i have it right here in black and white there's a nine right there is there not and what's followed by that nine? I can't quite nothing. see, but I do see a nine. Nine, and then nothing right after that, and then mm. the percent sign. <laughs> nine, zero, nothing, uh, and percent, nine percent. This is incredible, by the way. Ninety percent goes to non-COVID-related items. This is a COVID recovery program. Right. And they are to you know, really help people out. So you've got a hundred million dollars, I'm sorry, a hundred billion dollars to $160 billion. That's 8.5% of the bill's $1.9 trillion cost. PolitiFact is reporting 14 uh, to $20 billion goes to the vaccine distribution and vaccine related efforts. Uh, That's a percentage of about one to 2%. The rest goes to partisan priorities. For example, this is PolitiFact, by the way. For example, at least $350 billion goes to bailing out state and local governments. Despite most not actually experiencing predicted COVID-19 tax revenue shortfalls. That means Biden's bill spends more than twice as much lining the pockets of bankrupt blue states than it does actually addressing public health. Legislators included a completely unrelated $86 billion bailout for union pension plans. And the bill pours $128 billion into public education. Now, public education. Okay, let's fix the schools and make sure that there are COVID. They asked for $25 billion. They got $86 no, I'm sorry, $128 billion. This never happens to me in my negotiations. I never ask for 20 of something and they give me 120 of it. I mean, that's, just, that's well, crazy. Another one of the big ticket items is this, uh, The you mentioned it, uh, the uh, $300 plus billion for the state and local governments. Correct. And like you could say, let, let's step back from, from where we are for a second. You could say, all right, well... Look, the state and local governments are getting less money because of the COVID situation. People are out of work. So maybe that's a rationally tied to the COVID uh, situation. You, there's a way to get your brain to that. Until you learn that the tax revenues aren't down. Correct. So there's they're replenishing money 
that they actually already got. Mm-hmm. The tax revenues, if they had fallen by 50%, how are these governor, governments going to run themselves? Okay, you could at least make a tie there, right? To say, mm-hmm. maybe. Instead, they actually didn't have a fall in revenue. And they are still giving them hundreds of billions of dollars. And I can guarantee you that they're not going to go to pay bills. They're not going to go into pension funds. They're not going to do any of the things that that got them to the place that they're in right now. So they're going to take this and they'll blow it and they will be back for more. Mm -hmm. These are, you know, these they're not going to pay down bills. They won't. And why should I pay for the you know, the unions and all the things that they promised the teachers and the firemen and the police in Illinois when I live in Texas. And I, I said, no, this doesn't work. I, I would love to live in California, but their, their system is insane. And it was only a matter of time before it collapsed. And I didn't want any of that. I didn't want to be responsible for any of that. So I don't live in California. Why is Texas paying for the bailout of New York or California or Illinois? Why? Why isn't the state required to go to those people and say, look, your unions lied to you and we lied to you. We said that this would all work out and it's all going to be fine. And yeah, you can have this amount of money and you can have this kind of a pension. Well, it doesn't work out. And everybody who said that it wouldn't work out, they were right. We were wrong. Why do, Why is there no penalty for anything if you're in the right crowd? I don't I don't I don't understand it because we wouldn't be getting that. Would you be getting that? Would anybody who's run a business poorly that isn't a bank or a union, would you be getting that? If you just ran it into the ground and you had all kinds of debt, would the government be bailing you out? Should the government be bailing you out? The answer is no. Now, if the government actually told you you were having a a successful business, and the government came to you and said, you've got to shut this down, then they're responsible for it. You can't do that to people. You can't just take their money and their livelihood, shove them into poverty, destroy everything they've built, and then what? Because they're not a minority, they don't get help? How is this fair to any Democrat? And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about those in Washington I'm talking about those average people that live in our streets. The average person that has a house a couple doors down from you. We are, we are getting to a place to where they think that because you believe differently, you were for the January 6th uh, riot at the Capitol. That you are part of that somehow or another. That's got to stop. It's got to stop. I don't know anybody who wasn't embarrassed by that, who wasn't horrified by that, who didn't watch that and go, oh, gee, stop, stop. This is wrong. But now, and I've lost a gig because of it. Uh, A friend of mine wrote to me last night and said his uncle, who was more like his dad growing up, won't even talk to him. 
they talked, you know, and saw each other. And he, and he said his uncle was like, well, you were just part of that January 6th thing. And he's like, what are you talking about? No, I wasn't. I didn't like that at all. He said, luckily, we had the relationship where we could talk about it and get past it. But I didn't think we were going to get past it for a while. He's just so convinced this is this is insanity, insanity. When The Washington Post uh, writes that uh, Joe Biden has stopped poverty, cured poverty. Why didn't we just write people fourteen hundred dollar checks, you know, back in 1968? If that was the way to cure poverty, why didn't we do that? Somebody should have pointed that out. It's not curing poverty. In fact, it's going to make poverty worse in the long run. If you get people strung out on unemployment and benefits from the government, you are going to see very bad things. We should point out the $1,400 check is not unemployment, which is a totally different part of this bill. The $1,400 check is just extra money to people, many of whom did work throughout the pandemic. It's just a matter of whether you made up to what is it? It was between I know they were going back and forth between seventy five and one hundred thousand dollars. We don't have a final number yet because the House and the Senate need to work it out together. But the bottom line is this is just a stimulus check. And, and we should point out it's fourteen hundred dollars per person in the household. So if you have a four person household, you're talking about fifty six hundred dollars, which, you know, giving out checks of fifty six hundred dollars to household after household, many of which did actually work throughout the year. It's a it's a big it's a, it's a, I mean, it is because we it's easy to say, like, you're not going to solve poverty with fourteen hundred dollar checks. And that's true. But this is going to cost us a lot for a very short term sugar rush. Yes, that and, is. And people are going to rush out and buy things that they shouldn't. Stu and I were talking um, uh, just what was it? Sunday, Stu came over to my house and we were talking about the um, ESG standards, the environmental social justice and government uh, standards our parties are fun yeah <laughs> come to glenn's house you are having a yeah. good time would you like another drink yes uh <laughs> one trip and you're an alcoholic it's amazing how that happens so we were talking about that and talking about you know i might replace my roof i might have to because we had a big storm blah 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 uh and we we're talking about maybe getting elon musk the Tesla solar roof, solar thing, yeah. roof, which is pretty. I mean, it's pretty amazing technology, Yeah, but I wouldn't I don't want to do it because it's not ready yet. The technology is not ready. But if you don't have your house greenified, you're going to you're going to pay all kinds of penalties. You're going to pay all kinds of penalties. So now they're giving, let's say, a family of four fifty six hundred dollars. What is that family going to do? If they knew what was coming their way, they would save it and they would, you know, either move, you know, to some state that's not going to force you to do these things or you'd save it for the taxes or you would save it for, you know, whatever it is you have to do to greenify your house. But you're going to be asked to make all kinds of changes to your house. The Green New Deal does not have to pass. It's going to be done through the banking system. And big businesses. That's why they're all for this, because they're all making things that they know you're going to be required to buy. And so what are they doing? They're sending everybody, you know, checks 
and people are going to go and they're going to blow it and it's going to be a sugar high. All that money is going to wash into the system, which will make prices higher. And then when it's gone, here comes the Green New Deal, or at least it's non-public, but it's private partner coming and shoving that down your throat. By the way, that is not even to include what the PRO Act does. Let me tell you about the PRO Act. So we've solved poverty. Now we're going to solve joblessness with the PRO Act. We'll tell you what that does in 60 seconds. Troy lives in Indiana. He likes to run 5Ks. Obviously, he ended up starting to have pain and swelling in his knees after some time. My knees are swelling and hurting just thinking about running 5K. Um, Roy, uh, sorry, Troy was afraid that uh, he was going to have to quit running because the pain was just too much, too frequent. That's when he heard about Relief Factor and decided he'd at least give it a try. The happy ending to this story would be Troy's pain. You know, Troy's pain went away and he got his life back and he learned his lesson and quit running. But he's out there running today, no doubt. But his pain is gone. So there is happy news, half happy news. He didn't stop running, but his pain is gone. Relief Factor is a drug was developed by doctors. Seventy percent of the people who try it go on to order more. And you can order the three week quick start for only nineteen ninety five. Go to relieffactor.com or call eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. Relieffactor.com eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. Ten seconds. Station ID. The House of Representatives under Democratic control is about to vote on the PRO Act, which will destroy the livelihood of millions of independent contractors and freelancers. It will also ban right to work laws. And make it easier for union bosses to intimidate workers. Do you remember during the campaign? Joe Biden said we are going to create millions of good union jobs. When he talked about the covid relief, we need good union jobs. They want everybody in a union. The PRO Act drastically increases the power of labor unions uh, to force workers to pay them union dues. And it's a quid pro quo. We all know that from the millions of dollars that they spent uh, with the Democratic Party to help them win the House, the Senate and the White House. The PRO Act would repeal all existing right to work laws that protect 166 million people in 27 states. That's half of the U.S. population. Forced union dues. You're going to have to pay for someone just to get a job. Congress recognized this over 70 years ago when it was passed uh, in the Taft-Hartley Act of 1947. If the PRO Act passes, workers all across the country are going to be forced to pay cash to unions, whether they want to or not. Well, that's good, right? I don't know how you think that's good. This will harm workers. It will harm the economy. Research shows that the right-to-work states always experience stronger growth in the number of people employed. 
growth in manufacturing employment and growth in the private sector than any state that is run by a union boss. According to the National Institute for Labor uh, Relations Research, the percentage growth in the number of people employed between 2007 and 2017 in right to work states was 8.8 and in forced union states, it was 4.2 growth in manufacturing employment between 2012 and 2017 in right to work states was 5.5 and 1.7 in forced unionism states. The percentage of growth in the private sector from 2007 to 17 right to work states, 13 percent and forced unionism states, 10 percent. This is going to do to the rest of the country what the uh, what was that law they tried to pass in California where it would destroy the gig economy? Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but they they were very intent on doing that, which is an amazing thing, considering it's one of our. You know, it's one of the last decade's huge innovations. It's, I mean, you want to talk about progress, get rid of the taxi cab. The taxi cab is a thing of yesterday. And people in the middle of, the, of America don't, don't really understand this. You have to kind of live in a big city to really understand what's happening with the gig economy, what's, what's happening with DoorDash, what's happening uh, with um, Uber. It's, it's remarkable how fast it's changed. It's changed everything. Yeah, I mean, and, and the, one of the early changes of it was to get rid of the cab in New York and not get rid of it. They still exist, but they're, it changed the entire dynamic there. That's now really spread everywhere. I mean, you can go anywhere in the country now and, you know, there's tons of restaurants on Uber Eats and DoorDash. And, and you know, some of the local restaurants don't like that development uh, that much. And there's some positives and negatives to it. But, of course, what the government's going to try to do to solve any of those market issues is to come in and and squash all of it and many of these progressive cities have done just that you are i mean you're doing everything that we've ever talked about the kondrakiev wave you are protecting the dying plants you're protecting the dying businesses and you're shoving them in a greenhouse hoping that they're not going to shed their leaves they're going to shed their leaves winter is good The green shoots are new innovations, new ideas. We have green shoots, but the government keeps propping up all of these old dead ideas. Let's move to the future. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me talk to you a little bit about timeshare termination theme, eh? I mean, the ladies love it. You know what I'm saying? The ladies love you get a little bit of an Andrew Cuomo timeshare. You know, Betsy gets a time with me. Monica gets a little time with me. You know, you can act like it's yours. Do whatever you want when I am in the room. But Monica, I don't want to talk about Monica when I'm with Cindy. You know what I'm saying? It's her body to do with what she wants. That's all I'm saying. Bada bing. But did Andrew Cuomo actually, did he give you, Monica, Cindy, Louise, did he give you everything he promised? I promised, uh, you know, a little bada bing. But did you get it when you wanted it? Timeshare termination team. 
Get the process started and get out of that abusive relationship with your timeshare. Get 20% off and a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to timeshareterminationteam.com. Timeshareterminationteam.com. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the first press conference of the president of the United States of America. Hello? Is this on? Hello, Americans. Hey, oh, look at all these nice people that are okay. All right, I just am here to give my first uh, press conference, and uh, first I want to have a statement, and I'm gonna (laughs) give you. Lance about um, uh, COVID uh, uh, and, the, and the COVID uh, masks. What am I doing here? The COVID mask, uh, you know, you know, once I, I went as Judy Garland uh, in a Judy Garland mask at uh, my, my uh, elementary school, and a Halloween party, and it was it was wonderful. And and parties are sometimes, you know, uh, they serve cake, and I like cake. And as I let me speaking of cakes, patty cake, patty cake, uh, bakers uh, match. Which reminds me, I don't know if you heard this, but I like to put logs on the fire at the uh, the White House, and uh, my uh, my wife, Bill, Bill, Jill, Jill, uh, she's great, and um, I like it that she's moved me into that nice place. It's a nice uh, house, and. And sometimes at night, this nice black lady comes and she gives me a jello cup and she says someday she's going to be president. And I say, that's right. You can do anything you set your mind to. And tomorrow, can I have strawberry jello? Now take some questions. This you is, have much higher hopes than I do for that press conference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's giving his first press conference tomorrow. Could we just play the clip of uh, from of Joe Biden forgetting the defense secretary's name? Here he is yesterday. I just want to thank you both. I, I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep Boy. calling him general, but my... My uh, secretary, the guy who runs that outfit Sec- over there. Secretary, uh, I want to make sure we thank 
the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we just talked about right and for recommending these two women for promotion. these two women who i like thank you all may god bless you all and may god protect our troops can i just hold that woman's face for a minute i just like to hold her face smell her hair i like smelling ladies hair this is is a bad clip this is how it happens all the time first of all if you are on his staff how do you let him go in front of a microphone at any point with not without without the bullet points of the names he needs to say and i I just don't understand it i I think he might be resisting it trying to say that he's fine i don't need all that stuff i'm fine i can don't take the keys away from the car i want to drive myself I'm perfectly fine. I do think that that's that is a big part of it uh, I, with him because he's heard this for so long that he wants to mm. prove people wrong. But then he proves people right. I'd want to go out when it's my time. I want to go out like my father, peacefully sleeping. Certainly not like my mother, who was in the passenger seat, just screaming the whole time. <laughs> Where's my jello cup? <laughs> How is he going to do this press conference? And if he makes it, that'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. I just keep saying to myself, no, it's great. He's not, he's not completely out of control. I mean, you kind of, you wonder how long this is going to go on, but you also wonder who's doing everything for him. I mean, do you really think that he's having intellectual discussions on what he's doing right now? Well, I wonder, can I get that bill in here right now? And, uh, oh, you're a piece of paper. Oh, I thought when they were talking about Bill, it was an actual person. Do you really think he's having these deep conversations on things? I just want to make sure we do that. Um, that um, what is that word? Communism. Yeah, um, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think that he's going to be, that he is fully functioning. And what's what's worse is if he's not, who's running it now, and what do we get when Kamala gets in? It's not going to be pretty, and you just look at him, and it does. It does not seem right. You know, you keep he keeps kept walking out in front of the cameras with this, uh, with this sort of like I'm about to fall asleep, can't remember any names, can't remember anything I'm about to say, sort of vibe. And you remember that like they're not putting him out in front of the cameras often. He's not. He's not. He has no responsibility seemingly to the American people through the media right now. Uh, he's not doing press conferences. He still hasn't done this one yet. He's barely doing speeches. He's barely talking to the American people at all. You forget that he's even the president. I mean, I. Uh, well, I think that's what a lot of people wanted. Yes. No, I think I think. Look, I, I think they wanted to forget yeah. that there was a president in the United States who does stuff. They just wanted him to go away. Yeah. Because, well, look, you know, they were the last four years have been every single news story about the president all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I just don't want to hear about it anymore. And Joe Biden fills that bill pretty well. I mean, he does. He is Except incredibly the policies, unremarkable. The policies don't. No. What's those, just happening on massive. our... What's happening on our border is a catastrophe. This is like the type of thing that, like, I again, I, I the Democrats do a lot of things that are really annoying. 
but it's the sort of thing you have to admire about them, which is this is clearly the right strategy if you're a Democrat. They've made the president of the United States a non-factor in, in everyday life, and they're pushing through multiple trillion dollar bills, and no one is even noticing. We've argued about this many times with Trump, Glenn, and that like Trump gave the Republicans a unique opportunity because he dominated the news cycle the way he did. You could have put any sort of policy through and they wouldn't even wouldn't even have talked about it for more than two days because Donald Trump would have tweeted something 10 minutes later and they would have been like, you know, like squirrels running toward it. And instead, the Republicans completely dropped the ball and didn't do any of that. Where Democrats, you can see, are taking advantage of this moment. Oh, my gosh. They are taking advantage of this moment. They are doing all the things they wanted to do for decades, and they're jamming it through when no one's noticing. Um, And again, I I I I don't look up to that with like, wow, what? these are virtuous people. But hey, they are they are doing the things that they want to get. They are getting the things they want to get done, and they're getting them done. Barack Obama was a trans transformational president. Now, obviously, he transformed America, I think, in a couple of ways. The health care bill, Obamacare, forever altered the course of health care in America. And you're not getting that back. Now, what's the other thing that he did? If if only two things, I can think of two things. He also turned us from a meritocracy. Toward not into, but toward a. Uh, a race-based system. He didn't, he put it into place. He started it, but it wasn't built fully and fully operational uh, when, when Obama was in. I think already in his first, what, two and a half months in office, I think Joe Biden is more transformational than than Barack Obama was. I think we are now putting into place things that that will change us forever. If if HR 1 passes, it changes us forever. If the PRO Act passes, it changes us forever. If they sign these things in, the 1.9 trillion dollar spending changes us forever. Look at the way the cancel culture and these ESGs. I love these people that why isn't everyone talking about the ESG thing and the Great Reset? I mean, you have the climate czar and Biden saying that they're going in this direction. The climate czar, John Kerry, is giving speeches over in front of the World Economic Forum saying, yeah, people won't, won't believe how fast and how much it will impact when we do it. And we're going to do it right away. And they are. And nobody seems to be worried about it. Why is that? Why is why is no one reporting on this stuff? Is it because we're just, you know, we're talking about stupid things like Oprah Winfrey's interview with, you know, the former royals who, by the way, don't you just don't you just love them? They're wonderful. I'm very upset because of the oppression they received, uh, you know, with all their millions of dollars and 
I mean, it just seems like a terrible life, I will say. They seem to have a terrible, terrible life. <sighs> well, he doesn't, but she does. I mean, she's been oppressed her whole life. Yeah. Uh, Has she? Oh, really? she, yeah. Because I watched her through, what, seven seasons of Suits? Seem being to be, oppressed. No, she be was a woman being oppressed. She was only a paralegal at the beginning of the show. Exactly Shouldn't right. Shouldn't she have been higher on, this, on the exactly totem pole? Exactly right. Shouldn't mm-hmm. she have been a man? She could have been a man. <laughs> I think she, well, it was she, she identified that way. She was one. Right. I don't know if she did Thank or not. You. Yeah, don't think she did. But if we if she did, we wouldn't know about her formal f- former female status. So it could be, you know, uh, <laughs> Megan. What's her name? Markle. Right? Markle. Yes. Yeah, Megan Markle, Markle mm-hmm. uh, became Bill Markle. <laughs> and so we don't say that it would just be an article about actor Bill Markle is now on <laughs> Mad Men. <laughs> You're like, wait, who? Yeah. And then if she, you know, drives, decided to go back, she could be like Betty Markle uh, now returns to Mad Men. You'd be like, Betty Markle was never on. <laughs> Are they all brothers? That's a big family. They got three people and they're all on Mad Men. What a talented family. I do think there's a lot of uh, pickup that needs to be done. You know, they're not the American people. Most people haven't even heard of the Great Reset, let alone are focused on it. I mean, this is this audience is, as usual, well ahead of of the rest of America on something like this. And I think, you know, we're still at the point where we're still all learning about. I know. It, you know, I mean, it's so this this is not going to be something that's going to dominate. But there conversation are things over that Meghan Markle. There are things that people need to pay attention to the 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 changing of the books that we talked about. Uh, last hour they, they now have the uh, the statement at the front on the copyright page of up from slavery by Booker T. Washington that this is a work of fiction. It's absolutely incredible. We are changing everything about our culture, everything about our culture, and it is going to come home to roost. And I don't know what it's going to take for people to wake up. I don't know what it's going to take for people to go to their school board and say enough is enough. Stop all of this stuff. That's not who we are. Do you do you really have you been convinced that you're alone? Because you're not, you know. There's it's more than just you and me. More in just a second. Let me tell you about Hustler Turf in the not too distant future. Sorry, it's American Financing. Okay. Uh, American Financing is, uh, is the place that you can go. They work for you, not for the banks. This is really important. Um, the banks are, I think, part of the problem. The banks are all signing on for these ESGs, you know, to help you, to help you. Uh-huh. What you need is somebody that is going to help you get a loan help you pay the least amount for that loan uh, and maybe consolidate your loan so you can roll in all the high interest credit cards that you have so you can stop paying so much money to the bank every single month save money pay down your rent or pay you know pay down your mortgage or your credit cards do the things that you have to do to be able to keep your family safe in financial turmoil Right now, American Financing is waiting for your call. They are a family-owned and run business, and they are ready to cover you coast to coast. 
Call them if you're looking for a mortgage or a refi. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. America is racist. America sucks. America was built on slavery. Glenn fights back against the left's lies, exposes the communist roots of today's cancel culture, and asks what happens to a nation when its true history gets erased. Go behind the scenes as Glenn digs up never-before-seen artifacts that reveal the truth about our nation's founding. Watch The Great Reset of the American Story tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. There are a lot of people that don't understand on the left that don't understand why the city has so many National Guardsmen in it. What are they protecting? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in Minneapolis, not Washington, D.C. They understand that. Those on the left, they understand that. Yeah. But they don't understand why in Minneapolis there are like a thousand National Guardsmen. What, what danger has come to Minneapolis recently? I, I don't know. And there's a little trial going on. Really? Yeah, about the mm. you know police officer that killed George Floyd. And now, hmm. just because of Trump, They've sent all of this, the, the National Guard out to Minneapolis to what? To protect against whom? You will not believe the answers when we come back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Tuesday. An NBC legal analyst didn't understand why the National Guard is in Minneapolis. For the trial of the uh, of the cop that started the whole thing over the summer, hmm. She said, "Why are a thousand National Guard in the Minneapolis courthouse? Why are they there? I mean, it's a large, peaceful crowd for George Floyd's trial. What? On January six, it took four hours after a violent mob attacked the Capitol, threatened lives and property, and." and the functioning of government to get 154 guards to the site. A thousand in Minneapolis? Well, somebody on my staff reminded her. We're gonna go into that next. The Glenn Beck Program. Do you know who Michael Burry is? You should know that name, Michael Burry. Well, he's the guy from the movie, The Big Short. And if you haven't seen it yet, you should. It's about the largest U.S. financial institutions and how they were, have been, and are still screwing over the average retail American investor. As long as they figure they could get away with it, they'll do it. And they're doing it again. Enormous risks with your money. Well, Dr. Burry hasn't gone away. He's now worried about the actual Weimar Republic-style hyperinflation of U.S. currency based on the gazillions of dollars that we're printing all the time. We're printing record numbers of dollars and pumping them out into the system. It's not going to you. It's going to the big banks. And who do they loan them them to? Well, they'll loan them to big businesses, and they'll also take that money, buy up their own stock, and buy stock in those big businesses they know they're giving loans to. This is craziness, and eventually it ends. 
Stop waiting and call Goldline today. They have a great special going on right now with every tube of certified gold Liberty coins. Uh, you can get five brilliant uncirculated Kennedy silver half dollars. No additional charge. These are the same coins that I buy for their um, uh, authentication. The, their, the third party looks at them, make sure, and then they're sealed. Um, call Goldline now, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. As God is in his heaven, we have to hate each other to the point that people with less balance are stimulated to deeds of this kind. So first of all, I don't hate anybody. I feel sorry for a great number of people because they are in self-imposed ignorance. You, you don't have the excuse anymore. Oh, I didn't know. I, I didn't have any idea that was going on. You don't have an excuse. You have none. Well, I didn't pay attention. That was your choice. Well, I didn't watch the news. That was your choice. When all of the things that happen in your name, if they turn out to be bad, you have no excuse. Not in today's world. NB, uh, MSNBC's legal analyst wrote this. Why are a thousand National Guard at the Minneapolis courthouse where there's just a large peaceful crowd for the George Floyd trial? Okay. Um, hmm. Minneapolis. It seems the George Floyd thing happened in Minneapolis, and I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, uh, Stu, there? It was very warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, unseasonably warm for yeah. Minneapolis. Especially to, at night. It got yeah, warmer at very night. Very warm at night. Very bright at night yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was, yeah. A, you know, the closer you got to buildings, it seemed to get even warmer. It's almost like mm-hmm. the surface of the sun yeah. <laughs> fell into some of these buildings. Yes, that may have been it. Okay. It may have been an asteroid. Right. We don't know exactly. But I will say, uh, there, there are never... I mean, this is the whole point that they would say about January 6th, right? Like there, there was there was a peaceful rally going on in mm-hmm. theory, right? Before they went to the Capitol. That was the problem. You have to be prepared for these things. So the head of programming for uh, Blaze TV and also my executive producer, uh, reality czar, Ricky. <laughs> uh, Ricky uh, just posted a refresher. And she put four pictures of Minneapolis on fire. Four pictures, one from the sky to show the damage, yada, yada, yada. All photos pulled from reputable papers. All right. That's when the left really goes nuts. What zombie movie is this from? You really can't expect people to believe you just for posting some pictures with no sources. Uh, Did you forget? I mean, I... I Is it a controversial idea that these cities burn to the ground? Do people not remember this? Of course they do. They are memory holding things now. They are building a case that these things never happened. Mm. If you can just say these things, you can get people to believe it. People will forget. Yeah. They will intentionally forget because they want to be a part of the in crowd. You can't. I mean, you're just posting these pictures with no source. Yeah. They're all reputable newspapers. It just happened a few months ago. Like, it's not like, I mean, if you posted a picture of a plane hitting a building and then it said, well, this is 9-11. They're like, is that a repu- Is that coming from a reputable paper? I mean, you don't remember this? It was a big deal. We, we really talked about it. It was recent. 
I mean, you're you changing our history in real time. You talked about earlier them erasing the life of Booker T. Washington, basically saying he was a fictional character and his book was fiction. And <laughs> I, like, that's hard to do when everybody knows about it. But at least it was a long time ago. Right. We all were here. This is a few months ago. We all saw it happen. So, by the way, this is the same Antifa army guy. He 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 is uh, his handle is that he's in the Antifa army. Okay, so he's a soldier for Antifa. Um, He's the same guy who went on to insult uh, Ricky for working for me and suggested to her on a public forum that I molested her. (laughs) Hmm. So he doesn't know about the summer riots. No, but he knows about my molestation of... (laughs) Our executive producer. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. As you as they as these things normally do. They make a lot of sense. Uh, then KBF replied, that's not even them. Erica Warner wrote, Ricky, now pull up photos of some Antifa violence. Those are all right wing terrorist actions. The pictures of Minnesota burning are now right-wing terrorist actions. What? Janet Palmer writes, these scenes included many of the very same that perpetrated the insurrection. This is all MAGA dressed up as Antifa, obviously. I mean, I wow, are we in a different world? We are in a completely different world today. And they don't see it. For instance, I was watching your show and you're talking about how uh, everything the press said about Donald Trump is Andrew Cuomo. I mean, I think you are a little fixated on Andrew Cuomo, (laughs) but everything they said about Donald Trump that they hated, they'll never mention about Andrew Cuomo. No, I mean, Andrew Cuomo uh, is... The media caricature they tried to paint of Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. Uh, they said Trump was boorish. Hey, bada bing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Eh? Hey, how about a little nibble on the carrot, you bunny? Huh? Okay. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> they said Trump would berate his opponents and those who defy him. Is that not? Hey, Andrew let Cuomo? me just tell you, you are going to make your life a living freaking hell. All mm. right. <laughs> you spoke out against me and the family. You might get a little visit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we have Democratic politicians who are being harassed by yes. this guy. Right. They said Donald Trump is a bully. Well, obviously, that's Andrew Cuomo. Hey. They said Donald Trump was obsessed with his own media coverage. We 100% know that is Andrew I'd Cuomo. like to thank the Academy for this Emmy. Uh, <laughs> I did make all of those press conferences entertaining because I'm a showman. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> they said Donald Trump lied <clears throat> constantly. Gee, <clears throat> seems like we now know pretty clearly. Andrew I, Cuomo never, was doing that. I never actually said the words. Your bazooms would look great with those little twirly tassel things you put on the end of bazooms. I never said that. I missed that press conference, but I I may have a new show. It's coming. Uh, They said Donald Trump would ignore the experts, but yet it's been tons of experts who have resigned in protest from the Cuomo administration because he's been ignoring the experts. Uh, let me just give this recent mathematical model that suggested staying at home did not play a dominant role in reducing COVID-19 transmission. That's false news. 
Let me give you this from the CDC. Mask mandates and restaurant restrictions, lower coronavirus cases and deaths, according uh, to new research from the Centers and Disease Control. They say the effects, though significant, are relatively small. That's what I said to her. It's significant, but relatively small. (laughs) How can something be significant and small? That's what I said to her. (laughs) I think statistically significant, meaning that they don't think it's the noise and the data, but it's a very small difference. It's like, what is it? 1.9% of the growth rate was the difference. 1.9% of the growth rate. That's not a lot. Um, they say Donald Trump acted like a mob boss. I mean, uh, I mean, do I need to? We've been playing the music behind Andrew Cuomo. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so I took my uh, stupid brother, who was on CNN. He was going to say something, you know. So I take him out on a little boat, and uh, we're just going uh, bird hunting in a boat. It was an accident. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, andrew cuomo uh, or donald trump is a sociopath remember they used to say that all the time mm-hmm. uh, andrew cuomo here's a guy who is manipulating scientific reports to hide dead old people and then going out in front of the media and bragging that the reason you can excuse him from his nursing home scandal is because his numbers are so good the numbers that he changed he actually used that to brag. But also the fact that he didn't care um, while these people were dying and people were telling him nursing homes were calling oh, yeah. saying, you've got to stop this. He's out on a book tour. Yep. I mean, that's that's a sociopath. Yeah. Uh, they said Donald Trump had a daddy complex. I mean, Andrew freaking Cuomo. <laughs> Let Cuomo. me tell you the last time <laughs> I saw my daddy. <laughs> I don't remember how he died or when he died, but he died. <laughs> oh, they, they tried to, he tried to use his dad's death of the COVID thing, too. Yes. When they were saying, like, oh, all these old people are dying. He's like, look, my dad died. And, and I was like, his dad died of COVID? I don't that's remember exactly that at all. exactly what I thought. Yeah, I was like, geez, that's, I, that's, I'm surprised it wasn't a bigger story. And then I'm like, that seemed like it was longer ago. He died <laughs> like a heart attack like five years ago. It's got, it's got well, nothing, my dad died. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with COVID at all. Um, they said Donald Trump was obsessed with keeping his own power. Uh, gee, do you think Andrew Cuomo... I am Cuomo, not going to resign. Right. All right? No questions asked. And they say the reason why is because he's obsessed with getting a fourth term because that's when his dad, Mario Cuomo, lost going for his fourth term. So he's been obsessed, daddy complex, obsessed with his own power. He's lying to keep this power uh, under control. My dad's dead. Sorry, I'm just going to the bathroom. (laughs) They said Donald Trump would botch the coronavirus response. Do I even need to make the case about Andrew (laughs) Cuomo on this one? Let's talk about the women, quick. (laughs) They said Donald Trump was involved in a cover-up. How many many layers of cover-up are we at now with Andrew Cuomo? He's covered up his own cover-ups at this point. Um, Andrew Cuomo, uh, how about how about Donald Trump was has been harassing women? We now know that's been apparently Andrew Cuomo's entire career, which we just are finding out now. You used the word rear. <laughs> Donald Trump was using his political power for personal profit. I mean, geez, that's the that's like the Cuomo brand. 
Like they, they invented this. Uh, this oh, yeah, and it was a little poster in me in my great Trans Am. I mean, who doesn't love a Trans Am? <laughs> huh? In my great Trans Am covering the state, and uh, I sold it for some money. What? What's the problem? People were dying for it. <laughs> they said Donald Trump would always have his core that would never leave him. A third of voters would, would defend anything he did. Why? Because they loved his tough talk, his down-to-earth plain speaking. He talks like me, and he gets things done. Hey, let me tell you something. Ugh. I talk like just all the morons, you know, that are around me. You know, you do a little uh, dropping of stuff off the back of the truck. I talk just like them. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the trash removal system. And uh, what I'm seeing here at the table is nothing but a lot of trash. You know what I'm saying? Ah. All right, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It is RecTech. Here in Texas, we have uh, hit that time of year where weather can get be super, super nice. And you can go out without sweating like a big pig. Um, and it lasts for about five days. And then God turns his face from Texas and uh, it becomes hot as the fires of hell. I know because when you move to Texas in the summer, they make you ride in on a pale horse. Anyway, uh, now is the time to take advantage of the really nice weather. And if yours hasn't been nice yet, don't worry about it. RecTech has you covered. You can enjoy the weather and the brief moments that you're out there putting food on the rec tech and then go inside uh, and only you only have to go back out just to remove the food. That's it. It has um, great technology in it where you can set it. You can monitor it. It will if there's a temperature change, it will sense that it is fantastic. And it's a rec tech. So if you're looking for something that is just a perfect grill, perfect smoker, uh, may I suggest you A-B compare these? Rectech. They've cut out the middleman. They sell directly to you. That's how they can make these things so much better than their competitors because they're not paying a, they ain't paying, a, you know what I'm saying? The guys are doing a little bada bing, you know? Rectech. All social media. You can sign up for their newsletter right now. But A-B compare Rectech. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Rectech. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. <laughs> the Karen of media, Brian Stelter. Um, uh filmed himself without pants mm. uh, prove that hosting a TV show from home humanizes the news. Mm. Uh, no. I mean, maybe, maybe if you're uh, Jeffrey Tubin, I was going to say, this is not the first time somebody's <laughs> done stuff at CNN without their pants on. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, Sunday's installment of reliable sources um he didn't send any time. He didn't have time to address the, you know, growing controversy over uh, Chris Cuomo being barred from covering the scandals plaguing his brother. Um, he didn't he couldn't get to that. However, he did have time uh, about the ups and downs of TV personalities working from in-home studios during the coronavirus pandemic. 
as it is the anniversary of the local stay at home orders going into effect. Can can we I don't know, um, you know, Thursday, Joe Biden is holding this press conference to commemorate the one year anniversary. I, I mean, is that the right word, Stu? Commemorate? I, I don't know. It just seems I mean, I know he used it in September 11th, so it's got to be the right way. It just doesn't feel right here. Yeah. You know, eulogize, memorialize. I felt more comfortable with those words with 9-11's yeah. first anniversary. Anniversary does indicate celebration, which right. would not be right. the appropriate thing here. Oh, it will be on this program. On Thursday, we're having a we're having a happy anniversary to one year of lockdown and all of the great heroes mm. of the lockdown. Yeah. On Thursday? What's the, so what's the Thursday is the anniversary of, that's March 11th. That's the year. Gotta lock it down for 15 days. Huh? Well, he, that was the 16th, I believe. The, the, the 11th was the anniversary of the NBA shutting down their season. They had that game that started and then, and then they, all the fans were already there. They're like, by the way, go home. Nothing's wrong, though. Don't just go home right now. Here's your money. Here's your money. Here's your money. Go. Holy crap. Get out of here right now. We're Come not touching your money. We, oh. don't, we don't want to touch your money. Just take whatever out of the till that you paid. We, uh, so we're on the honor system here. Yeah. No. <laughs> no yeah, was, uh, so wait a minute. So it started the 16th. Well, we're not going to celebrate the lockdown for the NBA. The, well, the end. I. I. Uh, there's always different people have different days of when this thing really kicked in for them. I think a lot of people, when they saw the NBA do that, and then all, follow the following day, everybody started canceling their seasons and everything else. Uh, that's I think March 11th is one of the days, the big ones. ESPN did a podcast series on March 11th because you know obviously the center of sports that was big you could look that though at other dates i mean march 4th i believe it was was the day they canceled south by southwest and i remember thinking wait they wait they canceled this is a multiple hundred million dollar festival they throw in Mm -hmm. austin texas Mm -hmm. and they just canceled it and then they started canceling the boston marathon and all these events that were coming up and it started getting very very but that was in the middle of the week and he officially was it Friday night or Saturday that the president officially said it was the 15th or the 16th for sure? I remember because it was basically it was to the end of March and then they re-upped it for that one other month, which people forget. I mean, everyone likes to throw the word lockdown around. That's the lockdown period to me. The 15 the, the, days. The 15 days plus the 30. That From mid, mid-March mid to the end of April. I know I went out to dinner in, inside on May 1st here in Texas. Now, your state was probably different than that. But I, well, if you lived in California, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that was probably going on still on, on May 1st. Uh, but here in Texas, we were normal. By the way, speaking of Texas, boy, do we have a story from the great state of Texas that will shock and horrify. This is the Glenn Beck program coming up in just a second. So when it comes time to choose the advocacy group that is right for you, where do you turn? There are a lot of options out there. Some of them good, some of them not so good. Let me tell you about the one I believe in. It's called AMAC. It stands for the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now, if that sounds like it might apply to you because you're mature, then you need to take a little time today and check out AMAC for yourself. This is really a good organization. You're going to get all of the benefits and you know everything else that you get with any mature citizens advocacy group but they actually are fighting for courage and faith and reason 
They are standing uh, against unchecked borders, which is going to be very important here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, National security, sovereignty, the sanctity of life. AMAC in Washington has been pushing back for years against the radical left uh, agenda, and you can be a part of it. Lots of benefits, but I think the thing that they do best really is they're fighting for you and the things you believe in. Go to AMAC.com slash US. That's uh, AMAC.US slash Beck. AMAC. <laughs> Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code's Glenn. You're making you got quite a, a list. Radio Hall of Fame broadcaster. Shut up. Glenn You're Beck. making quite a list. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. There is a, uh, there's quite a, quite a remarkable uh, op-ed in the Washington Examiner. Baker County, County, Florida. The biggest shock came Sunday morning at Mass. I sat in the back pew. I looked around and I saw something I'm not used to seeing at mass. Human faces. Yes, every other pew was roped off. No, there wasn't any passing of the peace or other handshaking or hugging. Yes, families sat as far from other families as possible, which forced a small overflow crowd in the cry rooms at the back of the church. Yes, there was much hand sanitizer. Heck, there was even a touchless holy water dispenser but still there were actual faces i'd guess 120 people attended mass and only six of them wore masks the last time i saw actual faces at mass was march 13 2020 that was the final day my own parish had mass before three-month closure From June 2020 until last week, every Mass I attended in four states, two countries, maybe ten parishes, was 100% masked. So it felt liberating to be unmasked and to be able to see unmasked faces. A baby. Two pews up stared at me. I smiled big. The baby smiled back. It was awesome. Afterward, the pastor bumped fists with regulars and the visitors, and then folks retired to the parish hall for coffee hour. They were also all unmasked. After mask, hospitality is the sort of thing that transforms a church into a a cultural hub for the community. Churches are indispensable community institutions, especially for middle-class rural places such as Baker County. Rural places without functioning church communities often have nothing to take their place, and the result is dropouts, a collapse of family, and deaths of despair. My home parish is in the D.C. area. It has a new pastor who barely knows any of us since he doesn't really know what any of us look like because we haven't had a parish social event since the first fish fry in February 2020. In the contrast between my life in D.C. suburbs and what I witnessed of life in Baker County was extreme. Back near the Beltway, we wear masks at all stores. We wear masks inside restaurants. We, we, we've, we, read, uh, we go into bars and the bars are closed, but we would wear masks on the patios. We wear masks with the foxes. We wear masks in boxes. 
There's very little handshaking and on the mostly empty sidewalks of D.C. and the mostly emptied wood, empty wooded paths of Montgomery County. People never, nevertheless wear masks and try to stay at least 12 feet away. If not quite uneasy, I felt a little naked in Baker County. I felt like I was getting away with something. I stopped into a tractor supply company in part because I needed two fuel hoses for one piece of my outdoor power equipment and living in a democratic town. I'm very far from a tractor supply at home and in part to see what the distancing and masking behavior was like in a national chain here over the summer in the rural South. I found that the local bait shops were maskless, but CVS Walmart, they were masked. My findings last week, Florida is not a great place to shop for a snowblower. And nobody in the Baker County tractor supply wore a mask. So is Baker County living like Neanderthals, as President Biden said, of Texans? Biden's comment was not the sort of thing that one says when trying to persuade it was either Biden losing his temper or Biden playing culture war disdain politics to please his college educated. Oh, my gosh, we just love science so much base. Disdain is part of why so many people in Texas and Baker County don't wear masks. They're sick of condescending nanny staters telling them how to live in part because of condescending nanny staters from the media and the federal government also. They don't want them owning guns that they own, driving cars that they drive, and clinging to their Bibles they cling to. But also, nobody really likes having to wear a mask. Mask wearing is good during this pandemic since the virus spreads through uh, exhalations by infected people, including some infected people who don't realize they're infected. Wait a minute, Stu, is that really how it works? What? Indoor mask wearing also... Germ theory? <laughs> Indoor mask wearing also seems to me like a small sacrifice made out of care for one's neighbor. That likely makes at least some noticeable dent in the spread of the virus. Maskless Baker County, though, isn't short on love of neighbor, I found. It's a tight-knit community, Scott, one father coming out of mass Sunday morning, told me. That means that a lot of people who might be sick are more likely to stay home because... They know of all of the people that might they might be affecting. They know them personally. It also means you know whose brother or husband was sick, and so it's easier to know who's, who to stay away from. Plus, you don't know who already got it or who got vaccinated, so it's easier to know whom you don't have to stay away from. I heard the tight-knit explanation for Baker County's COVID loosens from the, uh, the uh, three locals. But what about the folks who might not have a choice? I asked all the bartenders and the waitresses I met in Baker County. Hey, do you, do you feel uh, unsafe working indoors in such an un, un, uh, maskless environment? None of them did. I mean, they tell you to put it on, said one bartender. But I'm like, I can't breathe in it. If I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. If it happens, it happens. It's just the way it is. Another bartender explained, I don't see my mother because she's in a nursing home. She said if she were, if I were taking care of my mother, uh, I would wear a mask, but I'm not. 
Public schools are all open almost throughout all of Florida. And they're also offering remote options. It's the best of both worlds, said another bartender. I don't know why this writer was in all of the bars in Florida. Also, I find Baker County is very attuned to the economic and social costs of lockdowns. Crystal works three jobs. All of them are waitressing and bartending. When Florida locked down in March, she lost all three paychecks. I was out of work for like two months. She has. She got relief checks at the time. But when you got two teenagers who are remote schooling and home all day, every day, it doesn't go very far. One bar owner learned that I was from D.C. and shook his head. I don't know how you guys do it up there. A lot of businesses up there got to be like the walking dead. When this bar owner had to close down in the spring, he found that the neighbors all lived for a uh, for a to go service immediately. And that helped keep their business afloat. When he reopened, he required masks and found some nasty words here of people that refused to wear them. Most folks, however, went along with it. Not every restaurant and bar here is operating at 100% capacity. It's just my experience in this Neanderthal world. Is it Neanderthal behavior? It's hard to agree with Biden here, considering that the Neanderthals died out. uh, And senior citizens in Florida are less likely to die of coronavirus than a senior in California or New York. And seeing people's smiles dining out with one's neighbors and gathering for coffee on Sunday afternoon, these things make life down in Florida downright civilized. Hmm. So a guy, what did I get from this? A guy who is frequenting way too many bars <laughs> gets out of uh, gets out of where he lives in D.C. and uh, notices that life goes on. It's why people up here, when people come to Texas, whenever you see somebody who's visiting from one of those, you know, northeastern states or crackdown state, they all act like. I don't know. They don't, um, they don't remember they, what life is they like. Don't, yeah, yeah, they see like, I can see somebody's face. What is this strange thing you guys are doing? You know, the, it's funny because a lot of the media stuff is, of course, done in New York and California, where the most severe lockdowns have been for the most significant time. And we should point out, uh, you mentioned Andrew Cuomo uh, earlier. Uh, currently, the largest outbreak in the United States is New York yet again, just uh, in case anyone actually cares about that. But it's like. Have you read anything that explains this? Explains. Explains how California and New York can be having such bad uh, numbers and places like Florida and Texas will go through spurts. But generally speaking, we're fine. Yeah. I mean, the performance has been better in these states. I don't think it's you know, I don't think it's you take masks off and it improves your results. I mean, there's other factors, right? I mean, you know, New York, it's an it's a very dense, older city. Uh, it is a uh, a it's cold right now. So a lot of people mm-hmm. are indoors. Uh, that mm-hmm. doesn't explain California, but it, it has something to do probably with the Northeast having a higher numbers um, in the winter. Um, you know, there there I think a lot again, nothing, nothing uh, in this entire uh, year can be explained by what government policy is. It can only be explained by what people do. And so when people are here right now, we could go down the street and have 
uh, lunch at a 100% capacity restaurant, mm-hmm. and it would feel very normal like the real times with the with the possible exception of maybe you're wearing the mask from the door inexplicably to the table. I'm safe. I'm <laughs> safe. I'm wearing the mask. I'm standing, <laughs> yeah. and I'm safe. Wearing the mask. Standing, I'm safe. Now I'm sitting down. Sitting down at the table. I'm safe taking the mask off. Yeah. I'm safe. Sitting down. Standing, I'm wearing the mask because I'm safe. Sitting down, I'm taking the mask off because I'm safe. Right. It makes no sense. No, and the server will be wearing a mask maybe. Right. Like that. Those are the things you basically see. And so people here, when they want human contact, are happy to have human contact in normal everyday places like large restaurants that are relatively well ventilated. New York City apartments are like 200 square feet and have no ventilation. And because everyone gets shamed whenever they see another person, they all wind up hiding and and hiding from the authorities in their own little dinky apartments and meet there. And wind up sharing the virus there, uh, which is not it's necessarily insane. a good thing. I mean, there's a lot of different factors to that, um, but it is a it, it is a bizarre uh, thing. Um, and it's you know you listen to a lot of these podcasts and other media uh, uh, you know sources because they're in New York or California, and like you know I, I listened to one this morning and they were like, uh, "Coming soon, you're going to be able to see your relatives and hug your relatives and see their faces." If you're vaccinated because of this new CDC guidance mm-hmm. that came out yesterday, it's like eh, kind of been there for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, and it, it's it, been fine. It's a totally different world. Yeah. So many people are locked in these areas where their schools aren't open, where the restaurants aren't open, where you can't do anything. And then you have half the country who's just like, well, we've been it's felt pretty normal. Yep. Pretty we, normal. We live in two distinct different countries. Our sponsor this half hour is Hustler Turf. In the not too distant future, our laws will, all of our lawns will be cut with laser beams. Lots of mail carriers, dogs, and meter readers will lose their legs and possibly their lives before we perfect that technology. But the grass will look awesome, and we will not have sacrificed their arms, their legs. Or their lives entirely in vain. In the meantime, you have the opportunity to sit atop the pinnacle of achievement in lawnmower technology. You want to mow your you want to mow your grass? The Hustler Turf Zero Turn Lawnmower. This thing is amazing. Will save you so much time. It's a zero turn lawnmower. I know other people, you know, now make zero turn lawnmowers, but Hustler is the uh, these are the guys who invented it. Like in the 1950s, early 1960s, they've been doing this forever. Now, they made them decades ago, uh, but they really only made sense for people who are, you know, mowing like the Capitol, which now you have to get around the razor wire uh, or, you know, football fields or something like that. But now you can own one of these amazing mowers and use it in your own in your own yard. And let me tell you, it is amazing technology. There is a huge difference. If you a B compare huge difference between a hustler turf and anything else out there before you buy something else, do yourself a favor, find a hustler dealer near you and just go test drive one. You will see a massive difference. Hustlerturf.com. That's hustlerturf.com. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. America is racist. America sucks. America was built on slavery. 
Glenn fights back against the left's lies, exposes the communist roots of today's cancel culture, and asks what happens to a nation when its true history gets erased. Go behind the scenes as Glenn digs up never-before-seen artifacts that reveal the truth about our nation's founding. Watch The Great Reset of the American Story, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. It's a very special day. It was one year ago today that we met Dr. Anthony Fauci when he said this. There's a lot of confusion among people and misinformation surrounding face masks. Can you discuss that? The masks are important for someone who's infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. Now, when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it? Because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Hmm. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. So what's changed? His line seems to be that basically now we are in an outbreak and we weren't then, but we kind of do know that March 8th we were. No, in he an said status. in an outbreak, it doesn't give you coverage. He said perfect. Yeah, perfect, perfect coverage. coverage. Yeah. yeah. He said it might drop block right. a droplet. And remember, I think I was the only host in all of America, either side, that said at the time, he's not telling you the truth. <laughs> right. No, it's he's true. not telling you the truth about masks. Uh, but it's been a year and a day, year and a day. Anthony Fauci, thank you. It's been good to know you. Now get the this hell out. It's the Glenn Beck <laughs> Program.